God bless you and welcome to Yesterday Ended, Healing the Traumas of Life. I'm your host, Dennis Dobbin. Thanks for joining me today. Happy New Year! And Happy New Life! Let me ask you a question. Does your happy new life depend on a new year? The calendar now says 2023. It is indeed a new year calendar-wise, but do you feel new? Has there been a miraculous change in your life since December 31st, 2022? What makes you new? So many people wait for January 1st to declare their intentions for a new lifestyle. How many resolutions have you made? How did you do with the ones you made last year? And the year before that? And the year before that? What really makes us new? What gives us the ability to live as a new creation? In the book of Jeremiah, the question is asked by God, can the leopard change its spots? God is making reference to those who are accustomed to doing evil, having the ability to do good. But in the Old Testament, the average person did not have the power of the Holy Spirit to help and enable them to be conformed to the image of the Messiah. Under the new covenant granted by the blood of Jesus, we have the power to change and be new. If you'd like to manifest the new life you have been given in Christ, today's episode will be a benefit to you. Give a listen. If the axiom, there's nothing as constant as change, is true, then changing should be simple. Unfortunately, the way our brains work, once we have established a habit, it's somewhat cemented in our brain, almost literally. But with recent discoveries of the plasticity of the brain, neuroscientists tell us old dogs can learn new tricks. Without getting into the neuroscience of how our brains work, the way God made our brains is truly amazing. As we perform certain tasks and are rewarded in some way, the brain builds a pathway which results in a habit. Very long story short, that's a very simplified description of how the brain works. The truth contained in scripture tells us that God's intention for us was to be conformed to the image of his son Jesus. We are also taught that the Holy Spirit is our advocate, the one who comes to one side for aid. The Holy Spirit is our guide, teacher, and comforter. In the Old Testament, only the king and the prophets and the high priest and a select few others had the Holy Spirit upon them on a visitation relationship. We are now the habitation of God. The Holy Spirit resides within us and gives us the strength to obey the Word of God. We also have grace to give us the ability to live the new life we have been given in Christ. But we have to partner with the Holy Spirit and the grace of God to become who we have been made in Christ. We are a new creation. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Take a good long look at what's new. You! It's Christ in you! Forget the old, it has passed away, and you needn't say a prayer for the dead. Take a look at the book to see the new you. 
a child of God, a new creation in Christ, endued with spiritual power to keep the old gone and you living new. Yes, it's new. Every day it can be new. The decision is yours, old or new. It's newness of life, resurrection perfection, wrought by God and given to all who believe, and that's you. I said forget the past. God did when he forgave you. God did it when Christ had done the deed to deal the devil a deadly blow to gain our redemption. The past has passed by God, and he isn't chasing it. He isn't looking at our old man who passed away, just the new man in you. You are new. It's true. The beginning of the poem recites 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. The first phrase says, If any man be in Christ, what is it to be in Christ? It's to be in the place where God has placed us. We find this truth in the first part of 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30. But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. It says, of him, which refers to God, of him are ye in Christ Jesus. According to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6, you've been made to sit in the heavenlies in Christ. Your life, your new life, has been intertwined with that of the risen Savior, Jesus. You are fully identified in his crucifixion, death, burial, quickening, being raised up, and being made to sit at the right hand of the Father. This is just the beginning of what it means to be in Christ. To be in Christ is a gift the Father has given us. It is not something we do but what has been done for us. The old you, known as your old man or the natural man, was crucified with Christ, died, and was buried. Then you were quickened and raised up into newness of life. This wonderful truth is spoken of in Romans chapter 6 in verse 4. Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. You have been separated from the old you. Now you have a chance to walk in newness of life, but it is a choice that we must make. Being in Christ is the beginning of your new life, as Second Corinthians chapter 5.17 states, you are a new creation. You are fresh. You have been recently made. And the characteristics of your new self are a reflection of Christ. Because you are a new creation, old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You have different options to choose from now. Our past said, this is who you are and you can't change. But being a new creation in Christ wipes away our past and places us into a new life. The challenge we have is believing these words. Am I truly a new creation? Is everything of my past really passed away? In Romans chapter 6 verse 1 and 2, it declares so. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Verse 2 says we are 
dead to sin. This is repeated throughout chapter 6, and it states that we have been made free from sin as being released, and also states that we are justified from sin. The whole chapter is a magnificent declaration of the death of the old man and that we are now released to live as someone that is new. It leads up to the decision we must make, which is revealed in verse 11. Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. The word reckon means to logically conclude. As you read verses 1 through 10, it explains in detail how the work of Christ has brought us to this place of being dead, released from sin. The following verses show the actions we must take to live what we have been made. The old man had a sinful record, as a criminal has a criminal record. In Christ, that record has been not just expunged, but totally destroyed as if it had never existed. You are righteous before God because of the blood of Jesus. Now that you have been released from the evil sin nature, will you live in obedience to the new nature you have been given? It talks about this in verse 12. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that ye should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God, as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. As we recognize, logically conclude, from the work of Christ, that we are now free from our past, then we are able to not let sin reign or have kingship in our mortal bodies. We need to decide to believe our old man is dead, and then we are free from sin, and we have authority over our lives to live according to the Christ within. Believing we've been made free will enable us that we won't obey the lust of our mortal bodies. These lusts, these over-desires, which are not necessarily sexual, but anything that goes beyond a godly desire, were destroyed in the body of the old man. Unfortunately, we have habits of sin that can persist after the old man was put into the grave. That's why we're told in Ephesians chapter 4 to put off the old man and put on the new. It's a decision we make. The corruption that came into humanity due to the sin of Adam has been dealt with in the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. Adam made us sinners, but Christ has made us righteous. Righteousness is not a feeling. It is a gift from Jesus to us. You are righteous now, not because you're behaving righteously, but because he made you righteous. Your choice now is to live who you are. And you can live who you are because of what he did for you. You can live who you are, holy and without blame, because of the Christ within you. You have to choose how you will live your life. Again, you have options now that never existed before. And you have freedom to choose what you want. It's a moment-by-moment -moment decision to speak the truth of God's promises about you, 
when the world and your old habit patterns are telling you you're a sinner and unworthy and incapable of changing. You need to stand up to the lies and speak the truth that you are a new creation and that old things are passed away and behold, you have become new. You are new now because of what Jesus did for you and now you are mentally coming into agreement with the truth of what he did for you. It's time to say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your sacrifice that wiped away my sin. Thank you, Jesus, for sending the Holy Spirit to give me a backbone and to stand by me and help me walk in the truth. The past has passed by God, and he isn't chasing it. He isn't looking at our old man who passed away, just the new man in you. You are new. It's true. new life. Your new life began when Jesus Christ declared, it is finished. Your new life is a gift from your heavenly father and your savior, Jesus Christ. It is maintained by the presence of the Holy Spirit that now dwells within you. It's up to you to accept the gift of life that has been offered to you. God has reconciled the world to himself through the blood of Jesus. Unfortunately, Many people of the world have never heard this truth. They never heard the invitation to receive a pardon through the blood of Jesus and be reunited with the Father in an intimate relationship as a beloved child in whom he is well pleased. I know we've been talking about a new year and a new life, but it sounds like Christmas also. The giving of gifts. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That everlasting life for you, as an individual, begins the day you accept the invitation to be God's child. When you accept that invitation, your old man dies, and you are raised up to sit at the right hand of God in the heavens in Christ. At that point, everything changes. You have new options and new choices to make. You have a new identity to learn about and live. You need to come to realize you are new. It's true. As always, looking forward to hearing your comments on my Facebook page, Yesterday Ended, or directly to me through my email at dmdobbin at sbcglobal.net. God bless you, and have a new day.